It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hola, amigos. This is Ray Hudson from B in Sports and Sirius XM FC. And you are listening to Barca Talk. Today on Barca Talk, FC Barcelona traveled to the northwest of Spain and faced Celta de Vigo, where they did play much better due to the start of Ansu Fati and Ricky Puig. Diego Aspas' late goal robbed Barca from a crucial victory, and now Real Madrid have a clear advantage for the La Liga title. Welcome to Barca Talk. This is Gabriel Quiroga in blazing hot Madrid, Spain. Today we're going to do the match analysis of the Celta de Vigo game over the weekend. And yeah, it was it was a tough one because we did definitely see Barca play a lot better. Alejandro and I recorded the post game, and so we're going to hear that after the break. But I just wanted to touch on the Arthur transfer because we did talk about it a little bit after uh, our match analysis. But I just kind of want to talk about this because obviously this is the big topic, especially here in Spain. And it was funny because the topic was not that big at the beginning of the week, but as soon as word came out that it was going to be. A done deal, essentially, you know, Twitter essentially blew up and social media did as well with this because this is the example of the things that we are, you know, as Kool-Aids completely disagree with. And it's this idea of the financing, um, scouting of players that don't fit the system and then just shipping away, having losses and then ultimately just picking players that are just older. And that's a really key thing. I mean, especially since the restart, we've seen just the lack of play, even with a new coach and we thought Setien was going to come in and have more of an attacking style, and he has not. So, you know, with this Arthur Panic deal, I mean, this is just the microcosm of the Bartomeu era. You know, he, he's trying to, you know, as we've talked about here, just trying to put everything just for one last campaign. And sure, you know, Panic, I think, would, you know, will have a decent season for one year. But again, for long term, he's just not the guy. And also, he's just not a technically gifted midfielder. And that's what we really love in Barcelona. Um, you know, obviously seeing Puj over the weekend, you know, that's what we want to see. We want to see those type of midfielders that are technical, understand the Barca style and have that DNA. And the board just doesn't care. And it's really frustrating because, you know, we're basically wasting Messi's last years. And it's just really frustrating, as like I said, because we want this team to succeed. We love watching this team play the way the style that we've grown to love and it's just not happening and it's just very frustrating the board doesn't listen and the board is just you know all they're interested in is just making money and they can always point to making that money but again you know what's going to happen with Griezmann at the end of the season we don't know you know and it's really just another you know huge transfer that hasn't panned out and you know we talked about these last three transfers of over 100 million that haven't paid out and again it's the same same thing so anyway with the Arthur thing I'm 
upset about it. Not because, you know, I didn't I don't think Arthur is the best midfielder I've ever seen or anything, but I definitely think he's a viable midfielder for Barca. And I just don't think he was given the complete opportunity to play. And what I've seen from him, I want to see more. And I just think he just needs to be more daring. And I think he would have been happier. And, you know, I know he said yes to this deal. I just think that, you know, it's almost like psychological warfare where they just constantly were just telling him to go, telling him to go, telling him to go. And he finally just let in. Now, you know, obviously it's not completely 100% done. I mean, it's, you know, it's 99% close to being done but the financials are just insane you know they're going to be paying 80 we're paying 70 plus you know pianage and it's just it just doesn't make any sense you know the age difference alone is just massive you know our tour 23 and pianage 30 i mean it's just it's it's insane and everyone's upset about it and it's just you know again arthur is not this amazing great world-class midfielder but i don't know and that's part of the problem. We just don't know. And we want to see, I want to see more of him, especially playing with Ricky Puig. So that's my rant. And yeah, I'm just frustrated still because, again, next year, do you really think that there's going to be something different? I mean, I don't. And it's just frustrating because, you know, especially trying to watch the games, it's boring. And I know, you know, I want to see more life out of this team. and I just don't see it. And it's going to be more of the same, especially if Setien's here next season. Anyway, uh, lastly, I just want to talk about our Patreon funding. This past week, we posted another four videos for our Patreon community. We had Mariana's pregame things to look for from Barcelona. And then uh, we also did our postgame shows as well. Um, you know, obviously, we're trying to grow that Patreon community more. You know, our goal right now is to reach 100 patrons. And right now we have 65. So again, you know, for this month of June, we've been posting more videos. You have the oral history season. We're hoping to do more of that. Um, also, again, immediately after the show, we, we post, you know, Alejandro and I are doing like the kind of immediate response after the game. And that's actually been really good because... It's been really cathartic. It's like a therapy session, as I say. It's group therapy. So, yeah. So, for $5 a month, you can help support the podcast so that we can continue to make content for Barca fans like you. Click on the show notes, and it'll take you directly to our Patreon page. And now, for our Barca Talk Guard of Honor, for patrons who help fund the podcast. Victor Valencheck, Daniel Kuknick, Landon Lott, Craig Tamiyoshi, and David Aguilar. Thank you for your support in helping us continue to create Barca content from Spain. After the break, the match review of the draw at Celta de Vigo. Hello, our Barca friends. Welcome to our post-game show. Uh, we are a little sad, of course, <laughs> after that Diego Aspas goal. So it's a 2-2 result that is, it take us, takes us to the top of the league, La Liga, but uh, still waiting for the Real Madrid game, of course. And uh, a lot of things to talk about. It, it started really well for Barcelona with the young guys, with the uh, quicker team than usual. But then it, it just, they couldn't keep the same rhythm, right? And with me today, of course, we have Gabriel Quiroga straight from Madrid, who's not happy with the end result of this game, like <laughs> we all are. And, and we'll talk about it. But I, I guess, did you see a better style today, a better game? Then I mean, the other day, yeah, taking apart or just not talking about the end result, but like in, in the game, did you like what you saw today? Yeah, for sure. It was more, it was more direct, uh, mm -hmm. especially with Fatih and Puig. I mean, it definitely had 
more energy from the beginning of the game. Um, you know, overall, we played much better. It was definitely a more entertaining game. I would say the most entertaining game since the restart. There was yeah. definitely a lot more opportunities and chances, but still, we still have the same kind of things in the background. Um, but first, I, I really want to just kind of go into uh, different topics here. I, the first thing I just I want to talk about Ricky Puig, because yeah. like you said, with the, we talked about them coming in and trying to be a difference, and I thought he really did. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him play the full 90. I just wanted to – I think he just creates so much for the midfield that we lack. Uh, he's the only one looking to make up passes, through passes, and not always uh, to go side to side. And he's also looking to take on defenders. What do you think of his performance tonight? No, I, I loved it. I, I was I was watching, and you remember we talked about winning one-on-ones, right? Yeah. How many did he win today? Like For sure. He, it, was, it was like 10 of them, and, and you could you could tell – some, of course, I'm not saying he's Iniesta, but you could tell that he's he's similar to Iniesta, right? Iniesta had the ability to get one, two, three, or uh, four guys behind him and then give a, a great pass. And I think we can see something like that coming from, from Ricky Pooch. I, I like the, that he's so fast, that he's quick with the ball, that he's he's good distributing the ball sideways too, so he's not just going forward all the time. So I'm, I'm very happy the way he associated with Messi, with Ansu Fati, with the rest of the midfield, with Rakitic and Vidal. So I think he earned the spot today. Hopefully, he uh, Setien keeps putting him as a starter. And and now because they tied this game, he just takes him back to, to the bench, right? So I'm happy. I'm happy with him. Uh, besides the end result, like you said, I think he was ready to play the 90 minutes. Uh, Setien maybe thought that the game was over which was far from over especially the way Celta was playing and, and the way they were attacking us and I think we needed more of that control and especially after the the tying goal I don't know why we got so desperate and trying to just play with long balls that was the time <laughs> for and, and you know how Piquet how Piquet gets uh, he, yeah, he yeah. Yeah. Is and he goes to the to the other box and and we're just crossing the ball with no sense to nobody that those moments I, w- I would have wanted to see uh, Ricky Puch there just controlling the moment and trying to get to the attack or into an attacking position with more of a Barca style play and not just long passes to the other box and just getting crazy about it. So yes, I'm happy with his performance and I think we, we should be uh, seeing more of him more often for sure. Yeah, I mean, during the press conference yesterday, you know, they were asking why Puch isn't an outright starter yet, right? Yeah. And he was saying he made mistakes and to me he's going to make mistakes. Right. And it's funny because from my perspective, when I'm watching the game, he adds so much value to the, to the, to the game that I take maybe the technical mistakes that he's doing. Maybe he's not tracking back like he should, or maybe a couple yeah. plays there where Kiki said is looking for that. Let me just give you some stats really quick on, on Pooch today. He had a total of 66 passes, 92% pass success rate. He got depossessed three times and, for the most time, he had two shots as well. One was really bad and one was decent, right? And so, again, when I look at this, that's really good, you know, because I see that not only is he making accurate passes, but also just the flow of the game, right? Just the way he's able to go from the left side and bring it all the way to the right side. I think that's really important. But to do it quickly, not to just walk it over. Everything is always he's running, he's running, he's running. And you can see how Messi started to connect with him and Fatih and so forth. And that just energizes that, that attacking part that we desperately need. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I, I can't say, of course, that we tied the game and that's not what we wanted, right? 
But I'm happier than to see it, something different than what we saw. Maybe in the last 30 minutes we were that slow team again and we can yeah. talk about it, the different parts of the game. And what we're lacking is just being uh, that type of team that if you have three chances, you score three goals, right? Like sure. you used to be. And and this goes with, with Messi too. Messi had a couple ones that could have gone in, in in any other year they go in, yeah, right? Yeah. Especially with, with, the, with the score 1-0, he had one right in front of the box, right by himself. And he just kick it away. It's just, I mean, it, we don't know how it happens, but it just happens. But we're missing, we're missing goals. Yeah. And especially with this team that it's, it's hard for them to create so many chances. We have to try to score. And that's why I was, I was tweeting about it. That's why Suarez stays there because he, he gets the chance and he scores like he did today. And, and the, the two plays were, I mean, it was a, one was a free kick. Nobody was yeah. expecting it. And the other one was a, a play that was coming like from nowhere. It's just a scrambling. And then he, he found a way to, to just spin and, and kick it in somehow. Those, those are the type of players or the type of plays that we need to do more often, right? Just kick and, and trying to get the ball in. And it's, well, let's, it's, it's let's get hard into for Barca. Yeah, let's get into the Suarez discussion because there's a lot of debate right now on Twitter right now, right? Because he, he did score two goals, right? He did score. But I understand the end result is to score mm-hmm. goals. I get that. I understand that. But for me, consistently, he lacks what we're doing, right? Like crisp passing. He cannot do. A lot of times he's making the bad reads and so forth. He's walking around still. I was telling my friend that I was watching the game. This is five games now. He shouldn't be just walking like this. You know, it was an, it could be an excuse if it was the first game back, right? I think that if you put Braithwaite or Griezmann, I think they give us more all-around value, you know, during the game to give us that effort. Now, I cannot disagree. You know, you give him these two opportunities and he scored. But how many games now did it take for him to score? It's taken him five, right? So I get that. So he scored the two goals today, which is great, and they were really nice goals, like the turnaround shot. But that turnaround shot had nothing to do with Suarez being prolific or Suarez being so smart on the play that he outmaneuvered someone in some way. It was just him using his body, turned and shot. And it was a yeah. really great finish. But if you take those two plays away from the game, I mean, here I'm looking, I mean, it's funny because on the who scored, they gave him an <laughs> a really good rating because he scored two goals, oh, right? Yes. And that's the thing. You take away those goals and when you're watching him, we still lack that intensity that we need from a, a, a number nine that's not over the hill. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, and I was talking with my brother too during the game. We were watching the game together too, and I was okay. So, uh, who should we sub right now? And we both agree it should be Suarez, but mm-hmm. we always keep him because you never know what if he's gonna score. And then five minutes later, he scored. And I'm like, you see, now he's not gonna take him out like ever. <laughs> Every time that we're, we're talking about him, like, no, no, it's time for him to to get out. He just does this and, and scores again. But but you're you're right when you say maybe Griezmann and and Braithwaite can give you a little more. But when they came in, and we were winning when they when they came in, yeah, when they both came in. So I don't know if it was just the the entire team that just didn't connect as well, and and the team was not working in, in the in, especially well, in those last fifteen to twenty minutes before the the foul that was. I mean, and that was not a foul by by PK, by the way. And but I don't know. I think the, the they're just the the last thirty minutes they just couldn't connect. And I, I don't yeah. know if it's if it's Griezmann's or or Braithwaite's fault. It's just they they couldn't find a way to really be a better team on the pitch. And and we're lucky that Celta missed that goal at the end of the game. But we could have lost this game easily. Well, let me just close this up with Suarez, and I'll talk about the last thirty minutes. So Suarez had twenty eight total passes. 
mm-hmm. and his past success rate was 82%. That can't happen, right? I mean, he's got to be better in the passing because when he's not connecting, we cannot be fluid in the attacking third. And like you said, in this last 30 minutes, right? Like you said, we were still holding on basically for the game. Yeah. Like you said, the PK thing, I can see it going both ways. But my contention is, you know, first of all, Celta's a good team. Like even though they're at, they're at the bottom of the table, when they are put together right now, they're healthy. They're a good team. And we saw today when they made the subs, I was talking to my friend. I was like, Rafinha's coming in and, you know, the, the other guy's coming in. I was like, wow, that's that's pretty good. You know, Nolito, right, coming in. And he's a prolific scorer yeah. as well. No, he so missed again, that goal at the end. He, yeah, he did. He did. But again, you can't – it's a combination of the two things, right? It's – you know, I saw people on, on Twitter saying, you know, it's umtiti, it's umtiti, it's umtiti. And it's not. It's just not that easy. It's just not that easy just to point to that, right? Yeah. Like with that goal that they tied the game or with the first goal, that was kind of like a team blunder. It was like one thing happened with Rakitic, Ricky Puj. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Umtiti come up and then all of a sudden a lot of things happen. We still have problems. It's not with the defensive line. It's before that with the midfield. The midfield is just losing those battles, which we always used to win, and that's causing these counters. But also, you know, Celta's good, man. I mean, Aspa, as you saw today, what he can do when he is motivated and ready to play. Yeah, yeah, he was. And he celebrated that goal like he was a Madridista, <laughs> right? And, and it's fine. It was, it, was a, it was a cool game, a lot of chances. It could have been either, either way. Could have gone to Celtic, could have gone to Barcelona today, and it was an exciting game. And too bad that they tied so late, right? Because you don't have a lot of time to really react to it. And the way we reacted wasn't the best one either. So we, we just, I mean, we had 10 minutes. I mean, yeah. yeah, around 10 to 12 minutes to really trying to get at least one clear shot. And we were just so desperate to get the ball to the other box on, on the air that that was not going to work. And, and we know we're not that type of team. Exactly. Exactly. So, that's that's the biggest thing, right? Is sometimes when you're desperate like that, like for example, when we start to doing the long balls, like I never have confidence we're going to do anything no. because we don't. First of all, we never make good crosses. I mean, how many bad crosses were there today? I mean, for example, for me, one of the worst players today was Jordi Alba. The amount of bad crosses he did, and all he has to do is look up and see if there's numbers in the box or not, like that's all that really is. Right. And he's so fast that he already has enough space. And so many times he either pass it back or when he did cross it, it got blocked or went right to a defender. It never yeah. connected with anyone or came close. Yeah. That's, that's a problem from, from both uh, fullbacks, right? Because yeah. on the right side, we had Semedo who had a lot of space. And Correct. then when, whenever he tried to cross the ball, it was, I don't remember one time when he crossed, he actually crossed it to to a Barcelona player, right? And and we, he had another one when he couldn't even shot the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Messi had to him in the first half. I'm like, man, shoot. You're like 15 feet away from the goalie, right? You can <laughs> shoot and, and, and see what happens. But, I, I mean, it's there, there are a lot of things that we can do better with this team for sure. And and maybe it's it's a good thing that they didn't win today, so they don't – they don't think they did their best game ever, yeah. right? Because that's that's the thing. And 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 we go again. We scored two goals today that were not Barcelona-like. We keep lacking those type of goals. The, sure. One was just a cross from a free kick. They forgot about Suarez in the box. And the other one was just Suarez uh, doing what he's great at, yeah. right? Using his using body, his like butt. you said. Yeah. So, yeah, using his butt. <laughs> right. And his back and, and whatever. So, I mean, we're still not that team yet and and i don't know it's 
it's hard for us as Barcelona fans because we see a better team today. We saw a better team today. Yeah. But it's, it's still, we still can be so much better, right? And that's, yeah. that's a feeling we all get. I think for me, like when I'm looking at this game and I'm just looking at the players, you know, like we just talked, you just talked about the fullbacks, you know, it's not using the right side. It's Messi doing too much. It's Vidal not being the midfielder that I want him to be. You know, it's like, for example, you know, I would have rather just had Artur out there. I would have just rolled with him better well, than Vidal, you know? That that looked like uh, Setien just didn't want to play Arthur as a starter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was just just because of what happened this week. Yeah, yeah. You, this was the type of game when you maybe could have had Arthur a little earlier, at least a little earlier. Maybe coming from the bench, but maybe a little earlier than whenever he came in, because that that at that point, or maybe coming for for Vidal and not for Ricky Pooch, right? Yeah. Even though we were winning at that point, so I guess he was trying to just save those points. At that moment, maybe trying to control the game and or maybe slow it down a little bit. But, I mean, it's just bad luck that PK just made that foul and, and the, the referee called it when maybe he could have not called it and, and it would have been fine. And we, we had a couple of plays, too, for uh, like in one against Messi in the box, once against uh, Ansu Fati in the box, too. Uh, did you think those were penalty kicks? Um, I would say the one I would think more was was the messy one. With the Fati one, obviously, when you look at it at real time, it definitely looked like a foul. But at the same time, neither of them had possession. And the way he was shielding the uh, Fati, it was almost like when he's shielding for, you know, for the goal kick, essentially. So that's definitely more gray. And obviously, the ref could have called it a penalty. And, and I think, yeah. you know, you'd be fine with that because it was a takedown. But at the same time, since neither of them really had the ball, it was more gray. But the messy one was definitely more because the way he got fouled on a shot inside the box and it was not even the ball was not even touched right i mean it was a clear foul so but again those things you know obviously that could have definitely helped in the game but i just think there's just more opportunities left on the field before that you get to those points and yeah it could have definitely helped but again like with messi you know like you said he's just missing these shots he had a couple shots today where he was wide open especially going down the middle where he usually can finish those and he hit it wide and he did that like two or three times today so he's a little bit off too and maybe you know i don't know if he's tired or whatnot but you know we're just not we don't expect that from him and it's just hard to because it's super critical right now for him to be clinical and we're just missing that especially in the last two games yes yes with with that great Messi today we win 4-2 right it, yeah yeah it, for sure that is that type of game when you feel okay the the other team did a great job but we with a great Messi we could have won 4-2 and and it would have been just three points and that's it because uh, like you said this type of plays he just never misses he just yeah. did it yeah. this time and and maybe he's he's trying to do so perfect right he, to be so yeah. perfect scoring the beautiful goal when in that position, he just he could have just shoot it and it would have gone in anyway because he was so close to the goalie. But now we have to wait for Real Madrid to see if they win tomorrow, which I mean, they probably will. And now Barcelona is going to be in a very hard position so far. But I, I know it's it's hard for Barcelona fans to understand this, but maybe this is a good thing because if they keep winning titles, playing like this they probably don't realize that they need to change something, right? And, yeah. and I think they're, they're, they're kind of doing it with the, with the Ansu Fati thing today, with the, uh, giving the regular spot to, to Ricky Puch. We're noticing something different, right? I, I mean, it, Setien didn't have a lot of options either, but at least he tried it. <laughs> he could have played Arthur there or, or do whatever. 
So I don't know, man. I mean, we can go one by one and, and maybe talk about each player. Yeah, let's do that. I, but, I, have, I have a list here because I want to use this with their heat map. So okay. just to kind of give you an idea. So let's go first with Samedo. And just to kind of give you an idea of his heat map, he was all over on the right side, obviously. But, you know, I think he had a, an okay game. I think he definitely lacks that third passing, just like you talked about. But the other thing, too, I mean, he was so open on the right side. And it's almost that he – I think he needs to take those guys more one-on-one to be a threat. And maybe if he does that more often, then all of a sudden they're going to start – the defenses start have to yeah, shift. worrying those. about that. Yeah. Exactly. But at the same time – no one ever looks to the right side. So I would probably say I would give him like a six out of 10 because he was fine and he didn't do anything bad on defense. I just want him to take more chances offensively and just be more attacking. Yes. And, and I just saw our next game is against Atletico de Madrid. So Correct. there you go. <laughs> Not an easy one coming up. Correct. So. Uh, yes, I remember the last play from the first half and Semedo tried, tried to do that going to the line. And I'm like, yes, we should do that more often. It yeah. still happens. And and if you get blocked, you get, we get a, a corner kick and that's fine. We can we can do something different there. And he was the one pressing before the second goal. When we recovered that ball in, in the in Celta's box, uh, he was the one pressing there. And so that's, of course, the goal would have never happened if he's yeah. not there doing his job pressing. So, yeah, he... He did a good job. I mean, I think he's he's winning the position right now. Yeah, for sure. Roberto, he's doing a good job there. We we just need more of that offensive last pass, right? Or yeah. or, or shoot. He tried to shoot today, but with his left foot. I'm like, no, I want you to yeah. shoot, but with your right foot because yeah, you're yeah. definitely a righty. You're not a lefty. So, I mean, let me let me just tell you this. When I when I was playing like in high school and stuff, like I we'd always practice crossing the ball. Yeah, and it just seems like Alba and tomato just don't do that and i cannot remember the last time you know maybe i'm just thinking right now but like when they're about to do a cross i never have confidence that's going to be a dangerous cross you know and that's what they need to get to especially tomato because if he can put that in his back pocket as a one-on-one move then all of a sudden as a defense you know if you're defending him you're on skates you you're worried about the speed or if he's going to cross and if it's going to be a good cross Right, right. Okay, we can keep going. All right, the, next one. The um, next titi. one was uh, yes, um, titi. Okay. Yeah. So I would, I would just give him a five, and I would just say this. I think. Would you blame him for the goals? No, 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 no. I don't blame him for the goals because this is the thing. I want rotation, so I'm a, I'm gonna take Umtiti with this game because I know if it's like the last game of the season, and we have long lay, I don't think we give up those goals. I think Longley covers and is a little bit less daring when it comes to coming up. I'm looking at his heat map and Umtiti was up and down, all green right through the thing. So that just tells me the movement that he had during the game is impressive, right? Because it's all green in that area. Again, for the first goal, I don't just blame Umtiti. That's a whole team concept. Yeah, what's a system problem? Yeah, exactly. B- both of them, both of them. Yeah. And the second one, I mean, that's just a golazo from Aspa. So I can't. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yes, not not the second goal. The second, the, the play that they missed at the end of the game was very oh, yeah, similar yeah. To, the, to the first goal. Of course, of course. That's it. I, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, but they didn't score. So you can't say that's in TT's fault. That's, that's the thing. So I would say it's I would give him a five. Fault. <laughs> I, I give him a five. And I just want to see more rotation between the three of those players, right? Yeah. Um, TT, Longley, and PK. Well, we know for sure that uh, against Atletico, that's not going to happen. It's going to be yeah, Piquet and, and Linglade. So yeah. maybe maybe right after that, if if of, hopefully we, we win and hopefully we're in first place, right? Okay, let's go with Gerard Piquet. What, yeah. what did you think about his game today? 
Yeah, we, I think he, he definitely looked a lot slower today. He did make some good plays today, but I think you can just see the back-to-back-to-back games starting to mount up now because a lot of times when he was caught and he had to run back, he was not there. Um, I, I would give him a 6.5, and especially on that last foul, you said it wasn't a foul, but at the same time, there's no reason he should go down. Yeah, he, he went down too early, right? Correct. And there's no way for the for the guy to, to do whatever he's going to do. Exactly. He had, I don't know who he had on the left side inside of Rafinha, and he had the right, you know, to cover the corner. So there was no reason why he should have gone down. Just st- like I always say, just stand up, stand your ground, and ride him out. Usually it's going to win out. Especially since you know Rafinha. You play with him. Exactly. You know the guy. You know he's going to go to his left. Exactly. And also just the area of the box. I mean, that is so dangerous at the top of the box. And of course, that led to the goal. So I would say PK today for a 6.5. I would have really liked tonight. You know, I would have really liked tonight to see Longley and TT play together. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with uh, Jordi Alba. I'm going to be very uh, mean about this 4.5. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, yeah. he didn't have a very good game. He no. was carded early in the game and yeah. then he was just fighting with everybody with the referee and then he got subbed for junior fearful in a 2-1 game that yeah. tells you everything right yeah, yeah that's that's like a summary of his game he, he's just he hasn't been so far especially since since we came back to la liga he hasn't been that that special partner with messi right yeah. on the left side it, it, it just disappeared that that I mean, I don't know if it's because Ansu Fati was playing so wide today. Maybe he, he, he tried to stay more and play more t- towards the middle. That could have been a, a, one of the reasons why he's not so deep right now, especially in this game, having Ansu sure. Fati so wide. But definitely not, not his best game. And both, both of, the, of the more clear chances came on the, his side, which is also his responsibility. So I will say, yes, not, not the best performance for Jordi Alba. I think it's kind of one of those double-edged swords where I think Setien's telling him not to go up so much so that he can be conservative on defense. So yeah. when that happens, obviously, you lack the attacking that he gives us. Mm-hmm. But when he does attack, he is playing too conservative, always passing back again. He did it again. And then also just the crosses were really bad. So, again, I know you know Setien's probably telling him to, to think more defensively because that's what we need more help with him but at the same time when he has the opportunity he's got to be more clinical and just convert those opportunities better and look just like I was telling my friend look for the blue shirt it's not that hard <laughs> like look if there's if there's two guys in the box make the cross yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're right okay let's go to the midfield our yeah. favorite positions since yeah. we like Barcelona so much okay Uh, let's start with Ivan Rakitic right yeah. there playing as a Busquets today. Did you miss Busquets? No, I didn't. Do you see we can play without him and it's going to be the same? It's yeah. going to be even better? Well, I thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought this was one of Rakitic's better games than the last ones I can remember. Now, I would obviously give him the, you know, it was his fault on the goal with the bad pass yeah. that just started everything. Yeah. So yeah. I would say if I was starting without that, I would say I was going to give him an eight. But with that bad pass that led to directly to a goal, yes. I would say a seven out of all for his performances. But you can see... He was intense. He was in charge. He was all over the park. A bunch of times when I would think that Busquets wouldn't be able to cover that ground, Rakitic yeah. did today. And you can see the difference, when, especially against Celta, that's a team that was looking to counter. So I think Rakitic definitely had one of the better performances for Barca tonight. That's, that was my point at the beginning of the season, right? I said, you know what? I love Busquets, but I think Rakitic should be the one starting there. I know he's not Busquets. Nobody's like Busquets, right? Yep. He's just a different type of player. But... With this team that it's so slow and that it's so hard for them to come back, yeah. it's, I think you need a, a, a guy like Rakitic helped by a guy like 
Vidal or whoever else is there to to help, right? And, sure. and a quick guy like like Puch. So it's again, I'm not against Sergio Busquets. I think he should have rotated more often than whatever he's been in this last couple of years. It's not just this year. I think it, it's it's the last two years that you've noticed that he's just slower on the pitch. So I'm glad Rakitic had this type of game. But you're right, he was his mistake led to a goal in the first half. Yeah. And, well, not not in the first half, but in the first goal. So that that just it. I mean, you could have a great game, but one mistake, one goal, that just brings you down, right? So For sure. Let me just give you the thing. Just give you quick quick stats, really quick. Let me give you quick stats. Okay. He had five tackles today. Okay. Mm-hmm. He had 87 passes total with a pass success rate of 91%. Now, obviously, the one mm-hmm. back pass that led to the goal, but that just tells you the involvement that he had today. And again, like you just said. The way he was able to go box, I'm looking at the heat map. It's crazy. It's just all over the place and up the middle. And we haven't seen that in a while. And also on top of that, that gives Busquets a full 90 minutes rest. So for Atletico, he'll be rested. Well, that's the thing. Against teams like Atletico, I know Atletico is going to just lay back and wait for us. And and that's that's a better game for for Busquets, right? When when it's not just crazy going back and forth. Uh, Okay, I, I know that. But then... Who's who's the better player? Who's gonna make the team play better? Right, that's yeah. that's the debate here, and I don't know which one right now because, I mean, I love I love Busquets, but he's he is slower than than Rakitic. He's slower than anybody else in, in in on the on the squad. So that's the thing. And against Atletico, we're gonna come back. We're probably gonna come back to Busquets, Rakitic, and Vidal, right? Yeah. And and that's that's what. That's the thing about Kike Setien, right? He's not going to risk it again against a, a team like Atletico that is so physical and, and so hard for... Yeah, and we've seen that against Barcelona. They just play really well against Barca in the last yeah. couple of years. And and hopefully he, hopefully we're all wrong and, and Ricky Puch plays again, but I, I think it's just not going to happen. But let's, let's keep going with yep. the midfield. Uh, your favorite today, Arturo Vidal. Uh, five. Not, su- not such a bad game for him. But what does that mean? I mean, he was there. I mean, of course, he's not a, he's not a, he's not, no, no, because he, here's the thing. When you're trying to cross the ball, he's probably one of the targets, right? If you're, if you're not trying today, to cross, he wasn't. well, but if you are, if you're thinking okay. about that game or, or that guy that is going to be around Pooch and Messi trying to get to the other box, right? Because Rakitic okay. cannot be there at the same time as he's recovering the ball and giving the ball to them, right? So I guess that's his job, trying to recover balls there and trying to distribute plays. And maybe he's not the best at that, but he's he's one of the best at going back and forth, right? So I think that's that's the thing. I don't know. You you're probably gonna tell me there with the with the heat map how how did it look if he if he went back and forth or not. But that's that's what you can expect from from Vidal. I think that that there's not much else there to wait for him. If you're playing FIFA, yes, this is what you expect. But today, <laughs> and usually now, it's not. Because this is what's funny, because your perception of this compared to the stats I'm going to give you is just going to eye-open up his performance. Now, you know, obviously with the heat map, you know, when you go green, that means obviously because you've made multiple runs in the same area, it becomes green, right? Mm-hmm. And his heat map has no green. So that, so means, that he was, means he was all over the place. He was all over the place. However, not effectively. Because mm-hmm. he's all the way in the corner of the left, the right, up atop, everywhere, right? But not consistently doing stuff. So let me just give you some of these quick stats. So we just talked about um, Rakitic having more than 60 passes. Vidal had 40, okay? Mm-hmm. He was dispossessed four times, okay? And like you said, he wants to win the ball. And today he only had one tackle marked. 
So to me, I'm that's why I'm very anti Vidal because maybe yes, he goes to the box, okay. But when he doesn't do that, like today, it's almost playing a man down because of the bad passing that he did today, and also just the walking stuff. So I get. That's why I always say I wanted him as a second half sub because I think that's where he's the most valuable. But like yeah. today, we need more passing and going. So reviewing those stats, maybe the the ideal midfield for next game would be Rakitic, Pooch, and Busquets, right? Because then Probably. you have Busquets that's just going to stay there and you know yep. he's not going to go crazy going forward. And then you have Rakitic that can do a better job than, than Vidal on that side, on the right for side. Sure. And then he can associate with Messi and hopefully with Griezmann sometime. And then, and, and with Semedo too, because Semedo is doing a, a decent job on, on the right side. And then you have Push on the, on the left side doing his thing with, with Ansu Fati and Suarez, right? So, and this leads to the next player, Ricky Push. Yep. Very, yeah, very good performance, right? How many yeah. 1v1 he, he won today? Show me the money. Yeah, he, he took a lot today. And the other thing, too, is on his heat map, it's gloriously green <laughs> in the attacking part of where he's supposed to be. And that just tells me, especially in two spots, right above the box and that left-hand area and also in the center of the park. So that tells me that he's always going back for the ball and also attacking. And that's what you really like to see. So I would probably give him an eight. Obviously, I would have wanted to see maybe just a little bit more daring of attacking, but I understand he's playing inside of himself and he can't ask too much, but I just think he was definitely the standout of the midfield. I loved when he tried to shoot the ball, even though he, should have, he shot it like yeah, yeah, yeah. feet away and, and it was so off. But I, I, I love the intensity and the intention, right? I mean, yeah. at least he's trying. And the second one, I think it was blocked by a, by a defender, but you could tell that he was... He was trying to do that. And what I love about him is this get through passes, right? Like when yeah. he sees that little space in between defenders, those are the ones that are really Barca DNA, right? Like you can tell, okay, this guy's thinking outside the box. He's not just trying to give the ball to the guy on his right or give the ball to the guy on his left because that we can do. I mean, we can play there and just give the ball to Alba, wait for him to give the ball back and give the ball back to Busquets. Okay, we're great. We play for Barca, right? No, yeah. you have to do something different. And 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 also doing something different, he won. He was so fast that he can just run by people, yeah. which is something that not very – I mean, I think just Messi can do that because yeah, Suarez yeah. tries it all the time, but he oh just, he's just not good at it. Yeah. And then uh, Ansu Fati could be the other one that could, sure. that could uh, with space, do that too. But Ricky Puch does it with less space, right? And then yeah. you can tell that once he goes by one defender, then you draw the attention from the other one. And then so you have you create more spaces. You create more, more chances for other midfielders or for Messi or for other guys to really have a space. So I'm, I'm really happy with, with Ricky Puch. Like you said, maybe uh, Setien just took him out expecting we were going to win this, this game yeah. and we wouldn't uh, need him anymore. But I would have I wanted just see, seeing him Uh, at the end of the game with that situation when when there's pressure and you have 10 minutes and you have to score a goal to see how he was going to react because that's that's how you really grow as a player when when sure. the, when the when the uh, game gets uh, to this point when it's okay it's it's crunch time right like it's time to show who has the guts to play in these type of moments because if you're building a player that you want to bring your team to the last the last stages of a Champions League, you have to have a guy that it's used to these moments. And I think that that would have been interesting. And hopefully he gets to start against Atletico de Madrid. We know it's it's going to be hard, especially since um, Atletico is so physical and, and, and so tall and strong. And, and yeah, yeah. is not that 
at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me just give you some quick stats on him. So he had 90, 92% pass success rate, 66 total passes. So imagine if we had another midfielder yeah. in place of Vidal doing another 10 or 15 passes, then all of a sudden our possession limits their counterattack ability. So yeah. that's part of the, the thing what I'm looking at as well. So if you have an Artur there, or like let's say Rakitic was playing on that right side, maybe they have more passes and we have more a little bit more opportunities. So that's how... We're looking at the different things of with Vidal. So, but again, I'm really excited with Puj, and I'm really excited that he's getting more playing time. And I want to see him against Atletico because, just like you said, we're not going to out physical Atletico. We no, have to out technical. Yeah, we have yeah. to be out technical with them, and that's where we thrive. And Puj is one of our best technical midfielders. Hopefully, hopefully we yeah. get to see that, and and it's it's a good chance. It's it's a good moment to see if Setien's really going to risk it or if he's going to back. If he's going to go back to the safe mode, right? Especially sure. since, since they tied. Because if they won today, maybe he would have just, you know what? We won with this team. But I'm just going to repeat the team with of obviously adding adding Busquets back because he's he's just a, a cute player for, for Setien. But now, yeah. okay, let's go up. Uh, Luis Suarez scored two uh, goals today. What else? <laughs> yeah, but again, like I did, I was telling you this, Hav, like if you take away those goals, I, I was not impressed. Uh, at all today so i would say i'll give him two ratings let's do two ratings right so it's like obviously with the goal you know and well, I, a nine he has a 10 yeah exactly exactly but again his overall performance I, i'm just going to give him a six or a five i mean to me i think overall in the whole 90 minutes i think we would have been more effective with griezmann up there because again what griezmann does defensively and trying to make better passes i think ultimately is going to help us and suarez yes he did score the two goals and i can't take that away But again, as we talked about earlier, they're not because of Suarez's amazing ability to do something. One was, like you said, off a set play where it was a really nice Messi. You know, they tried to out-counter Messi and he did the work. And then obviously Messi or Suarez using his butt to turn around and shoot. And yes, he finished. I get that. But I'm just saying, I think there would have been more opportunities with Griezmann being up there or another or Braithwaite, for example. Okay. Uh, Ansu Fati. Well. Yeah, I think Fati got, you know, he had a really good performance at an eight. And I want, you know, I kind of want to see more... Um, long balls for him to try to outpace because I think he can do that. And I'm not saying it has to be all the time, but you saw, you know, like we talked about almost was a penalty. And I think if you just put that danger, yeah. then all of a sudden the defender has to worry about that aspect as well. And also around the feet. So I think just varying up that type of attack, especially from inside the midfield, just doing a chip pass over the top. Sometimes, not all the time. I just think we'll break it up. But I think Fati had a good game. I, you know, I think maybe once he should have shot sooner And the other time it was blocked. But I think overall he had a really good game. And you could just see the pace that he has on that left side. And you can tell that he he knows how to play with Ricky Pooch, right? He, yeah. They were looking yeah. into each other. They were trying to associate there. And I love this play when they, they both associated with Messi. Uh -huh. Maybe a little bit of Suarez. And then the ball ended up in, in the, on the right side with Semedo close to the, to the other goalie. I think those we need that, right? To bring yeah. all the attention to the left to the left side with this, this talent. And then... Whoever just crossed the ball all, all over the the field for for the other for the other side to trying to get more space, and and hopefully we get more of Ansu Fati playing uh, more time, right? Be and and again against Atletico, what are you gonna do? You're gonna keep Griezmann yeah. on the bench and and then bring Ansu Fati? We know that's probably not going to happen. You know, yeah. it's probably going to be Antoine Griezmann, Messi, and Suarez over there. So. 
uh, I guess we'll have to wait uh, a week to see Ansu Fati again. Maybe maybe he plays at the end of the game in, in, on, on the second half, but I don't know if he's going to start Ansu Fati again against Atletico, right? Yeah, you know, you talked about that play. The play that excited me the most a couple times was when Fati and Puig were playing defense. Mm-hmm. And they both knew how to work with each other to press and close the angles. And a couple times, Celta didn't know where to go and they had to go back. And that automatically helped Barca to keep you know, the pressure on. And so for me, that was exciting because we just haven't seen that that much from the other players. Okay. Uh, well, Lionel Messi, that's the last one. What, yeah. what do you think about his, his game today? Yeah, I would say like... You know, I think he was he was fine. He had some good opportunities, some good plays. Obviously, he missed the shots. I would say like a 7.5, something like this. I'm looking at his heat map. You know, one of the things I think with Puig being in there, that Messi didn't feel obligated as much to come all the way to the left side. And on his heat map, he was very center and to the right more, which I think related to why Barcelona's style today was just more effective. You know, when we were watching, it was just like more direct. And you can just see the activity between the midfield and the passing. And I think because of Puig's presence, that Messi didn't feel obligated because he felt comfortable with Puj being there, that he didn't have to do everything. So I would say 7.5. Obviously, if Messi hits that shot, then all of a sudden that brings up to a 10 because he had those opportunities. And he had three clear opportunities, and he missed all three. Yeah, and he had two assists today. One yep. with the, the free kick, and the second one to, to Suarez was also coming from Messi. So he's, he, yeah. he just keeps adding assists. Sure. To his, that's his top that six uh, in, in in regard to his, their, his goals. He's still waiting for for the 700th, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goal And it just, it just if, hasn't happened. If I, if I were selecting the top three players, obviously it would be Messi, Puig, and Fati. Those would okay. be my three, okay. my three players. So, so you're leaving out Suarez, even though he scored the two goals. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about the subs now, right? Because okay. uh, one thing Setien is not good at, and well, it hasn't been good for him, I guess. I don't know if he's good at it or not. We have to give him time, I guess. But so far... His substitutions do not make the team look better, right? We we get that feeling like every time he moves something, he does something, the team even or stays the same or it just gets worse. So yeah. today, the first one who who was the first one to come up, Braithwaite, right? For yeah, for for Fati. For Fati. So yeah. what do you think about Braithwaite's performance today? Yeah, I mean, again, it was too late in the game. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, oh, but, but he had more time, way more time than Arthur Griezmann or, or Firpo. Yeah, yeah, something. but I mean, but still, like, w- what was he supposed to do? You know, so it's just, again, when I look at the subs, you know, how is he, what's he trying to do? Is he just trying to conserve the game? Is he trying to score a goal? And for me, it just, it didn't have anything to it. It was just, he was taking Fatih out because he was tired. You know, that's kind of well, what... Yes, and, and I'm sure Fati wasn't tired. I, I think he just tried to play man by man, and, and that was it. Just yeah. one for the other, and that was it. Not not, not really a, a change in the system or anything. Just, yeah, yeah. just refreshing the first line. Sure, sure, sure. Do something. That's it. I mean, again, with Griezmann, Artur, and Braithwaite, I mean, I don't think they really hurt the team that much, and they didn't add anything either. So it was just kind of a trade. Just like you said, there wasn't... You know, he's just doing it just to make a sub. And... You know, on the- that's the thing, though. Even though you're you're doing okay, you're you're substituting someone from your same position, but the the coach has to tell you something. Okay, you're yeah. now going to do this because they're they're attacking us this way, so we're trying to do this to try to control the game, and that didn't happen. I, I don't know if it's fault of the subs, 
I, I want to blame Setien because he's the one giving them instructions, right? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to do this because you're, we're lacking this or that. I don't know. Whatever he sees there from from right outside the pitch, he, he gets a, a better angle than any of us, I guess. But even though sometimes we don't understand some of the decisions that he's making. So it's that. I mean, all the substitutions were just position-wise. They, they were not system-related, right? They were yeah, not yeah. trying to adjust something. And then again, at the end, at the end of the game, the Barcelona was trying to just to long ball, cross the ball to nobody <laughs> in nobody's yeah. land, and that's just not Barca like, right? Like yeah. you, I mean, you're still you're you're still tying the game. You can, you have time to really create a, a good play, associate with each other. I mean, you still had Messi, you still had Griezmann, you still had talent on the on the pitch. It's not like you had just a bunch of young guys that you didn't know what to do. That's that's what really makes me mad at, a little bit at, at the end of the game, besides obviously the, the tying goal, right? Yeah, I mean, again, like with this, you know, when we're up 2-1, maybe you put another midfielder in and just have two forwards up there to try right. to... Like, you know, probably Arthur could have come earlier for... Yeah. In, 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 I mean, substituting Fatih and yeah. okay, you get it. Okay, we're trying to get control of the game, and now yeah. okay, I get it. It's fine. We're we're playing four four two now, and okay, that's fine. We can do that. And then you add a, another uh, forward later in the game. Yeah, and, to get more freshness. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't I don't think Setien saw it that way. He just he was trying to refresh people, and that was it. I mean, it's just again, it's just it's just this four three three system, man. It's like yeah, we, like we cannot. It feels like obligated to play that I way. And I understand, I understand. This is part of the DNA of the system, but come on, like you can still adapt and like again, we just need to get the points, man. Like yeah, I don't yeah. care that we got a four three three, and you know, at the they end of the five four minutes, five you know? one, if they exactly, want. I just want the three <laughs> points at least put the pressure on Madrid and yeah. by doing this four three three, especially with the personnel we have and the subs, just like you spoke of, it just puts us in a predicament. And like I said, I would have just, I would have been fine just having another fourth midfielder, control it more, limit, you know, make it crowded, limit the counter. Like they did on that one play when Rafinha got the ball and also yeah. at the end of the game, you know? And again, I just want to make a quick notice. Griezmann was the only one running back on that last counter when Nolito's missed. I just want to okay. point that again. Well, so. that's 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 important, and, and yeah. a good thing that uh, Ter Stegen was there. And Ter Stegen, well, yeah. we forgot about Ter Stegen. He had a, a great game, even though he, he he made a mistake early in the game and almost cost us a goal. Correct. He, <laughs> he saved like three or four really good ones in, during the game. So we, I mean, I I know the feeling is that we lost two points, but if you uh, watch Ter Ter Stegen's performance today, you feel like we earned a point today at, at Vigo, right? Yeah, and it's funny that you said that he had one pass that was intercepted that right after we scored the first goal that yes. almost became the second goal, and obviously he made a really good save on Nolito where he dove to the right on that kind of mm -hmm. change up type of kick, you know, where it was kind of wasn't the hardest shot but the way it was directed, and obviously like he you know on the second goal that was just a really bad you know it was a one v one what are you gonna do, and again he had a really good performance I would give him a seven point five you know that's what I would do I think that um, at times he was a little sloppy with the pass distribution today. Um, you know, he wasn't the most accurate today. And the other thing, too, is when he did have to come out, he did come out with force and pace, and he was able to deflect those balls and not have the cell uh, to come up with an opportunity. Okay, let's talk about the second goal, the free kick. Okay. Do you think it was Ter Stegen's fault? It was Griezmann's no, fault? No, no, no. Whose fault was it? Nobody's. 
No that's a golasso, man. That's a golasso. Look at the angle no, again. No, I don't know, he, man. If if they don't, I mean, of course you. I guess you don't always jump, but you you get that feeling that you're okay. Sometimes you jump, but Griezmann did turn around a little bit, and and maybe if he's looking at the ball, he can stick out his leg and maybe do something there. The other thing, the goalie knows if he's not across, he can maybe dive. I don't know if he would have gotten there. No, but still, no. you can try. I mean, the thing is, no, 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 no. with this type of of plays. I feel like you have to defend your goal, especially in a two-one game at the, in the last five minutes. You have to have like everybody in the in the in the in the wall, right? Uh, I don't know. It's I got the feeling that we could have done more. I mean, of course, it, it's a golazo from from Diego Aspas anyway. But still, no, I get the feeling there's, there's that no, there's no way to especially, especially with with what the way you see the way they defend Messi, right? When when he has yeah. this type of of free kicks, like everybody's in the box and everybody's like in a different position trying to defend that. I get the feeling that Barcelona was not prepared to do that. And I don't know. I mean, it's no, just maybe no, I'm overthinking no. it. You're overthinking this. But, You're overthinking this. But I think we could have defended that play a little no. better. No. I, no. I, 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 I'm I 100% sure that's, no. that's the thing. Maybe, I would say maybe, um, maybe if you do a three-man wall and then put one person on the post, obviously, then that's yes, on the right good. post. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like okay. putting more people defending but, your goal. But, I mean, you watch the angle. It was a great curve. No, and, it was it was perfect. But if you got if you have a guy there, he just kicks it away. I know. But then but then what happens if you take the, the three-man off and then he goes over the top of that? Then all of a sudden you say, well, they should have had four people. You know, so it's, it's vice versa, whatever. Oswes is a, is a great player. You cannot take yeah. away the goal. The other thing, too. Alejandro is the distance. I mean, that is the hardest part to judge because he's yeah, so close, close, you know, close, you know, and so whatever you do, the, that's the thing. Why did they jump? Like it was so like when it's so close, you don't, you don't really have that much space, right? It's yeah, but the, really jumping hard to, the jumping didn't have anything to do with the goal. No, I know. But like, here, here's the thing. It did, okay. but it didn't. Okay. When you're so close to the goal, yeah, you don't have the angle to really, shoot it that hard and then having the ball to go down as fast as you need to in order for the ball to go down so every time you jump you you cannot just turn around and be sideways if you're going to jump you have to jump straight up right (laughs) i mean that's what they teach you when you're in your world i understand but you cannot do that all the time i mean if if Come I know it's it's on. natural instinct to just turn around so the ball doesn't hit you. It's not even that, but like regardless, if, I understand that. I know where you're going with this. If 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 he was if Griezmann, for example, because he twisted in the air, if he would have stayed flat, it wouldn't have mattered. The ball was still going around him. It had nothing to do. Now I would have said maybe they should have all stood the ground. You know, not jumped. Right? Maybe yeah, just stay in the ground, that's yeah. fine. I get that point. But at the same time, like the ball was literally 20 yards away. That's so hard to take. And plus. Terstein can't see it. It was a low shot. Like if it was yeah. coming over the top of the wall, then maybe he has a chance. But it was coming around and it curved around and also was with this strong foot, the left foot, and it came around. So, again, I, I think you're just being too harsh on this to say that it's a quarterback on this. Again, he's a world-class player. He made a great play, a great goal. But, again, we I would say go backward. If you want to dissect this play, go back to PK. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> PK's the, fault. He shouldn't have yeah. dived there. But anyway. Yeah. So that was the match analysis of the Celta de Vigo Barca game. Again, we do this after each game. Uh, just it's you know if you want to join us, become a patron. Uh, it's it's really fun and it's like I said, it's like group therapy session. Barca's next opponent is Atlético Madrid, and that's going to be a Tuesday night match, uh, 10 p.m. local time. So again, uh, 
you know, more importantly, I just think Real Madrid are just running through, and I just think with their momentum and the way the team is all involved, I just, I just think they're an unstoppable train right now, and we just can't afford these little mistakes, especially in a crucial away at Celta where we had those three points and we gave that up. Barca Talk is a production of Sounded Media with social media and promotion by Two Point Go. Until next time, Visca Barca. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.